What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Big Baby Steve. Thanks for tuning in again. Guys, you can tell by the title of this episode what I'm going to be talking about. I'm talking about a little bit about uh, uh, Wilder versus Fury 2. Like, and all the stories that I'm hearing that I'm just like, did no one else see the same fight that I saw? You know what I'm saying? And, and, then, and to be honest, at first I was on the same wavelength as everybody else. Like, oh, yeah, that overhand really hurt him, and that's what caught him. But then I'd be hearing all these other stories, and then I rewatched it, and it was just like, bro, like, there's a whole different story that isn't being told here about this fight that I, like, I feel like I'm the only one that saw. Because every time I look up at somebody, um, like, the commentators, and I look up some of the other people that are talking about it, it's just it's not adding up to me. So I thought, you know what, let me do my own breakdown review real quick, see what you guys think. But before we do that, I just want to send out a congratulations to my main man, my barber, Ching the Barber. Chino went to a competition uh, yesterday, which was Sunday, and he went to the competition and he got best of show. He got an award for the best of the best haircut out of the whole show, which is awesome because it's his first competition ever. So for him to win that, um, I just want to say congratulations, brother. You know, I'm trying to tell you. My man is really doing things out here. Hit him up. Download the app. Download the cut. The, the app is called The Cut. You download that app. You go in there. You look for Ching the Barber. It's Ching, C-H-I-N-G, underscore, the, D-A, underscore, barber. B-A-R-B-E-R. Just had to make sure I spelled barber correctly. Um, hit him up. He's a, he's a great barber. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I was with them Saturday, the day before his competition. And the one, one, one reason I love Chino is because he has, he knows what he wants, and he's doing what he has to do to get there. So, and all in all, is just you, you got to get to him now because when he, when he finally goes into his own thing, like it's gonna be hard to get a hold of him because a lot of people are trying to get a hold of him. So hit him up now. Get your cut from him now. I'm trying to tell you, do not wait until it's too late. He's all booked up for two weeks, and you got to make a two-week advance appointments with this guy. Hit him up now. Um, but, yeah, again, congratulations to Chino on the Best Show Award that he got in his first ever competition at a um, haircut competition, basically. So congrats on him on that. Um, but, yeah, let's get on with the show. All right, guys. So again, I was watching the Wilder fight with Fury, the rematch. Uh, the first fight ended in a controversial um, draw. Some people thought that Fury had won that fight, which I I don't blame him. I think Fury won the first fight too, but on the on on the card. But Wilder definitely won that fight, the first fight. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna get into that, but he definitely won that fight. You know, they scored a knockdown for Wilder in, in the first fight, which in reality was not a knockdown. It was a knockout. Fury was knocked out in that first fight in the 12th round when Wilder hit him hard with that cannon of a right hand. He was straight out, put out, sleep. It wasn't a, it was, it, a 10 count that was extended to a 20 count. That's how bad it was. Or a 30 count. Like, it's the, the referee in that, in, in that one was not 
good, which was surprising that the referee in this one was perfect. And I'll tell you why. So the first round comes up, right? And as I'm watching the fight, I have I'm, 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 I have a scorecard in my head that I'm scoring the fight. And then Wilder gets knocked down in the in the third. And from there, he's on Wobby legs through the whole fight. And then the commentators at the end of the fight say um, that, you know, that Wilder in the... Well, well, first, what first got me to thinking was Wilder was bleeding out of his ear uh, by the fifth round. And I was wondering, like, why did he... And the, the commentators were saying that he got... He was bleeding out of his, his left ear because of the right overhand punch that he took that knocked him down, which um, it could happen, but it just didn't, for some reason, it just didn't click for me. I was like, I don't know. Like, it looked like he hit him in the back of the head. If anything, why would his ear be bleeding? You know what I mean? Like, it just didn't make sense to me. So that was strike one. Strike two was when the commentator said, oh, um, uh, Fury was winning the fight since round two when he knocked him down. And I said, I don't think Fury knocked Wilder down in the second round, but that's what they were saying. They knocked him down in the, in the second round and since then he's been winning. But in my scorecard, I had the first round a draw. And on the second round, I had it uh, almost a draw too, to be quite honest. It was it was even, I would, I would think. If anything, I would have given it to maybe Wilder just because Wilder was landing his jabs. So I that's what that was strike two that confused me. And then strike three was after the fight was over. The commentators, not the same commentators. This is Max Kellerman and some other people that are talking um, after the fight. Andre Ward was on there as well. And uh, some, and they didn't say uh, specifically, but the people that were on the panel with them said that uh, Wilder was fatigued from round three and on. And from round three, he was fatigued. He was, and he, and because of the the weight that he had put on, and you can't carry that much weight because you because you can't you can't carry that much weight and throw that much power and be stable for a whole twelve rounds. Didn't make sense to me, so I said, you know what, screw this. Let me go back and let me rewatch this. And then I rewatched it again. The second round is not when he got knocked down. It was the third round. Um. And I, I scored it correctly. The first the first two were tight. They're two tight rounds. There's no way you can give that to, to Fury or to Wilder. Like you like for you to do that, like you really you would really have to break it down heavy. Like break it down heavy, heavy. And there's no way that nobody's doing that. So after that happened, uh the first two rounds, I noticed in the third, uh Wilder gets hit with the overhand right and he goes down. And when I rewatched it again, I'm like, there's no way his ear should be bleeding from from what I'm watching here. Like, there's no way. Like, his ear should not be bleeding. And I noticed that it wasn't the overhand right behind the head that, that hurt him and had him dazed. No, no, no. What had him dazed was at, right before that overhand right, they clinched up for a minute, for a quick second. And Fury had an overhook over Wilder's left hand. And Wilder came in to throw his... No, sorry. 
Fury's left hand had had overhook over Wilder's right hand, right arm. They were in the clinch, and Wilder came in to throw his left shoulder in to close that gap that was left open. Fury then throws a powerful right straight as Wilder's coming in that connects to his ear. And because they connected to his ear, Wilder was on wobbly legs. That now makes sense why he got knocked down the way he did with that overhand punch in the third round. Because literally, he gets hit. He makes a comment to the ref, I guess, saying like, hey, like, you know, he like he's hitting me behind the head or something. And then he gets knocked down. And from there, he's on wobbly legs. And and when like when your eardrum gets uh, gets uh, ruptured or busted or something, you don't have any equilibrium to stand up. You have no balance. It's like if your head had a thousand pound ocean in it, and every time you took a step, your body felt like it was going overboard. That's exactly. It. And if you watch Wilder after he gets hit from that right punch in the clinch. And then gets knocked down. That's all he's doing for that. He's just trying to survive on his feet. That's all he's trying to do. He's not trying to do anything else. Mind you, in the first two rounds, he was throwing jabs and straights. Now, I thought... This is how I thought the fight was going to go. Before I even watched any... Before I watched the fight. I thought Wilder was going to knock Fury out in the seventh round with that cannon of a right hand. And I thought he was going to do it while using his jab. And not by the jab to the head, but by the jab to the body. Because the way he was throwing the jab to the body, it was it wasn't it didn't look like it didn't look like a strong jab to the body. Which some people were like, oh, he's just doing that just to do it. Or no, he was doing it because he wanted to catch, he wanted to measure his reach with his jab to the body. Because I feel like he was gonna keep jabbing to the head. Fury's gonna keep trying to block that jab because sooner or later it's gonna start stinging. And then he's gonna start going to the body. And then in around the around the sixth or seventh round, he's gonna go, he's gonna jab to the body hard. Fury's gonna put his hands down to block, and then that right hand of a cannon would have came and knocked Fury out. That's how I thought, just watching the first two rounds, how that was gonna go. Because Wilder was using his jab perfectly. He was hitting he, he was stinging him in the head, and then he was popping him in the stomach. You know what I mean? But he wasn't popping him with power. He was popping him as if like Oh, I just want to see where's my reach at. And we, we all know Deontay Wilder's a, a a slow starter. So when he gets popped in the ear and his equilibrium's up, all he's doing is surviving for the next couple of rounds. Here's my problem. Because, again, I'm not taking anything away from Fury. Fury went in there and did his thing. He was he was supposed to go in there and win the fight, and that's what, exactly what he did. And he did it in convincing fashion. No doubt about it. What my problem became was... The referee, Kenny Bayless, and uh, Deontay Wilder's corner did not see what I was seeing. And I understand it's easy easy to, you know, Monday morning quarterback and whatever and see everything in hindsight. But, like, I was seeing it then. Like, he's not on on, uh, solid ground. He's not on solid feet. Like, if anything, I was waiting for the coaches in the corner to say, hey, you're not all here. I'm expecting you in the next two rounds to do something and show me that you can continue or we're going to have to stop the fight. That's what I thought 
should have, have happened. That's what I thought should have been the game plan. Like, hey, you're really hurt. Let's get you ready. You know what I mean? Let's 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 call this fight. Let's fight another day. You know what I'm saying? Let's get you ready to for the next fight. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason for you to continue to take this punishment because you're not on. And even with, and mind you, even without stable legs, Wilder is just out there throwing that straight punch. But you can tell that the accuracy and the power is not there. Because Wilder has, like, if this was a video game, Wilder would have 70% accuracy, 100% power. So he doesn't have the the best accuracy, but if he hits you, if he connects, he can put you out. And it doesn't matter where he hits you. If he can hit you with that 100% power, you are going down to the ground and you're staying there. And we've seen that a thousand times. This was the first time that I've seen Wilder connect cleanly with his right straight after a jab and not hurt the person. Like, Fury literally took those right-hand punches like nothing. And it's because he had no... It's because Wilder had no legs. So when I hear the commentary say, oh, he was fatigued and all... No, he got hurt. His eardrum is busted. That's why he's bleeding. Like, what are you guys talking about? He's bleeding out of his ear because his eardrum has either busted or ruptured or has been some serious damage and he's not on stable legs. So for for anybody to be like, oh, he's like, he's fatigued, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. He wasn't fatigued. He wasn't tired. The weight had nothing to do with it. He got hurt. It's boxing. That is, that's what's going to happen. Fury, you know, I'm not going to say Fury did it intentionally, but it's not that illegal. Like, like, as long as you don't hit somebody behind the head, it's not illegal. I think the ear and anywhere from the ear down to the face or chin is legal. So he didn't do anything illegal. He knew what he was doing. He threw that punch in hopes to catch maybe his chin or maybe he wanted to hit his ear to knock him wobbly. And if that was his game plan, well, guess what? He did it perfectly. You know, bravo to him because now he's the WBC champ, heavyweight champ. Like, So seeing what I saw, um, Wilder was that film wobbly legs. His coaches at no point said, hey, we got to, you know, you're hurt. There's no reason for you to take this damage. And that's what I was waiting for in between the corners. At what point was his corner going to be like, hey, we need to stop this fight because you're taking, like, sure, you're still on your feet, but you're taking unnecessary damage. You know what I'm saying? Like, you shouldn't take this much damage in a fight. Clearly, like, you're still up, but we can find another day. So then that's when, because, and again, I, I talked about like corners. If you're a corner man and you're cornering a fighter, I understand you're making your money off him, but it should be up to you when you stop the fight. You shouldn't have to ask the fighter, hey, do you want me to stop the fight? You should be like, hey, we're not winning this fight anytime soon. Because I've just seen you crack this guy with your right hand four or five times in one round. and He hasn't even been stunned. So guess what? That means you're not there. No one's home. You're going off instinct. Let's just finish this off. Yes, let's throw let's throw in the towel. You know, I know it's not what fighters want to do, and I know that's not how the championship fights want to end. I understand that, but these are people's lives that we're you know that we that we're talking about here. You know what I'm saying? So then, after not hearing that from his coaches at all in any round, maybe I'm wrong, but I did not hear that. Um, Kenny Bale is a rough. 
is letting Deontay Wilder, after getting knocked down a several town several times during this fight, to continue to get up on wobbly legs, and let and he he just kept letting him go. He said, "Put your hands up, let's go," and he kept letting him to fight. The only thing that I appreciated in the seventh round was when I when I saw Kenny Bayless, the referee, realized that Deontay Wilder was not all there. The lights were on, but there was nobody home. That's when I realized, and it be, and it, it became very very um significant when they clinched in, in the seventh round, and Kenny Bayless looked at Deontay Wilder's face, and he saw the surprised look in his eyes. You can see Kenny Bayless like look deeply into Wilder's eyes, like whoa, what are you there? Like you're not there. Like, and they continue, and for that whole seventh round, you can see Kenny Bayless. Just looking like, whoa, like he's just staring at Wilder, like, oh, you're not there, there, like, oh, you're not fatigued, you're not tired, you haven't, like, you're, you're not there, you're, there's nobody home right now. That's what he noticed. So I think at that moment when he noticed that he made the decision, Kenny Bass made the decision, like, the next flurry, flurry of punches that uh, Fury throws, I'm going to stop the fight because this guy isn't there. We have to protect the fighter. And I'm glad he did that because Fury did throw a couple punches, but they were not dangerous punches. They weren't all connecting, but Bayless still stopped the fight, which I'm glad because it was the right move. It was it should have happened in the in the sixth round or the fifth round, I believe. But hey, I'd rather you do it then than not do it at all and let him go on to the ninth and tenth round and get severely KO'd. Because nothing taken away from Fury. Fury is a dangerous puncher as well and he has power too and the more this fight would have went on the more he would have he would have gained so more much more confidence that he was going to be doing haymakers trying to knock out wilder and i don't think anybody wanted that so i'm glad kenny bailey's referee decided like hey look we're, we're stopping the fight i'm stopping the fight your corner didn't want to do it so i'll do it and because of that, Deontay Wilder's 30, 30 and is he 30 and one? Yeah, I think he's 30 and one now. But because of they stopped that fight, he he's able to fight another 20 fights if he wants to. Another 24, 25 fights if he wants to. You know what I'm saying? Rather than taking that punishment, going into the ninth or tenth, getting severely knocked out, and then going on to only fight 10, 15 more times because of that significant damage that he took in this fight. Like it's unnecessary. So I'm glad Kenny Blaze referee saw that, and and it was it was it was good for me to see because like I'm glad somebody is there for the fighters because literally that whole fight Kenny Blaze did not pick up that Wilder was. I think I think he thought he was hurt, but I think when he saw his eyes and he kept and like like throughout the whole fight like Wilder just kept holding onto the ropes to like help himself up like. I think Kenny Buzz in the seventh saw that and was like, you know what? No, you're not there. I finally realized that you're not there. You're not wobbled. You're not hurt. You're not hurt. You're really injured. That's what it, that's what it is. And we got to stop the fight. And I'm glad he did that. So again, nothing against Tyson Fury. Congratulations, but good God for the people that are reporting that that um, Wilder put on too much weight and he was fatigued and and all this craziness. Like what? This this is boxing. This is too. Grown men with eight ounce gloves throwing punches. 
maybe 10. I mean, they probably have 10. They're heavyweights. They probably have like 10 or 12 ounce gloves. Um, you, you're gonna eat, and they and they're very powerful. Like for you, for you to disrespect Wilder and say that like, he got fatigued, like why would why, why would he get fatigued? Like I don't I don't understand what you're saying. Like he didn't get fatigued in the first fight, where he still carried the same amount of power for all 12 rounds. So for this fight, all of a sudden he made the drop, like and he's fought like what twice before getting this rematch with with, with Fury. Like why would you, why would anybody think that? He's getting fatigued in, in this one. Like he's in, he was in great shape. He just got caught. Why can't we just call a spade a spade? He, the man got caught. He was on wobbly legs the whole fight, going off instincts, but didn't have the same accuracy and power that he usually has because he was injured. I don't think I don't think there's anything wrong to say about that. But you know, that's just me. You know. I call it spade a spade. But that's what I saw. That I saw the right hand in the clinch, crack Wilder, stumbled him, and then the knockdown happened. But he was already hurt from that first right hand punch before the knockdown. He was already hurt. He was already on Queer Street. Simple as that. But all right, guys, you tell me what you thought what you guys think, if you guys agree with me or not. Let me know. I'm going to put a poll up on uh, on my Instagram maybe a little later on about the fight and what you guys thought. But, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Have a good day. Stay safe. Brrr.